Thursday Such a crazy, lazy day Thursday has its own peculiar way Of saying hey Sometimes Thursday almost Makes you want to run away Thursday such a crazy, lazy day And a very good afternoon or good evening to you, dear listener. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Rowe. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast for Thursday, December 17th, 2020. On Thursdays, we play a Western, and we've got a good one lined up for you today. Chester is over here working the board. Chester chose the show today, so if you don't like it, you have him to blame. But if you like it, well, I guess we'll give him the credit for that, too. Good to see you, Chester. I was just going to tell you to go over and take a seat in that big, comfortable chair. Somebody sent me an email the other day and said, I listen to you every day driving in the car. Okay. (laughs) I I guess a lot of people probably do that. I never thought about it, but uh, I would listen to podcasts in the car, so why wouldn't you? So for those of you driving, don't go over there and stretch out and get all comfortable and uh, get into a position where you may end up falling asleep. No, don't want you to do that. But I hope we do keep you entertained and wide awake on your way home or wherever you may be heading. And for the rest of you, go over there and get in that big, comfortable chair. Get your feet up. Make yourself a little snack, maybe a little something to drink. And settle back. Let the cares of the day drift away. Because we are going to come right back at you with a great old-time radio western. Thursday's got its own peculiar way of staying Sometimes Thursday makes you want to run away. Thursday, such a crazy lizard.
you can hear from the music, it is time for Gunsmoke, everybody. And tonight we're going back to October the 3rd, 1953. Originally heard on CBS, the name of this episode is How to Kill a Friend. When Harry Dugan and Ben Corden, two gamblers, arrive in Dodge City, they send word to Marshal Matt and Dillon that they would like to talk to him. Well, it seems the two run a crooked game, and it's their routine to find out who's running the town and cut them in on the profits. But when Matt lets them know in no uncertain terms that he's not open to bribes, they decide the marshal must die, and they hire a paid killer to do the job. The thing is, they're not aware that the killer is an old friend of Matt's. This one features John Daner, Harry Bartell, and Lawrence Dobkin. From October the 3rd, 1953, How to Kill a Friend on Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, the story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. This ain't much of a room, Quarter. Take a look out the window. It ain't much of a town. Wouldn't need a whole lot more dust down there. You couldn't see Dodge at all. <laughs> That'd be an improvement. But things will work out. They always have, haven't they? You got a short memory, Quarter. Didn't work out so good up in Deadwood. Well, at least we didn't get shot. Now, things will go better here. I hope so. What kind of lawman they got here, I wonder? Well, we'll soon find out. Ought to be along any minute now. I sent word we'd like to have a talk right away at the hotel here. By the way, Carter, who's going to do the talking this time? I'll do it. It must be him. You let me handle this now, Douglas. Okay. Come in! My name's Matt Dillon. Well, I'm Ben Corder, Marshal. This is my partner, Harry Duggan. Hello. Good night, Marshal. You asked me to come here. You said it was urgent. Oh, it is, Marshal, it is. You see, Duggan and me, we're business partners. And whenever we come to a new town, like Dodge here, we like to get to know whoever's running the place. That way we figure there won't be any misunderstanding later on. Well, what is your business, gentlemen? We're gamblers. Huh? Now, what do you want of me? Dodge is an open town. <laughs> we make money gambling, Marshal. Sometimes a lot of money. We just want you to know in advance that you'll get your share of it. I'm a lawman, Corder, and as long as I am, there won't be any crooked games in Dodge. 
Oh, you know, Marshal, you know how sometimes a player will lose a little money and start a fuss over it and then maybe even go to the law about it. And when he does, he's usually been cheated. Before he gets to the law, there's another killing. No, you can run your game, Quarter, but you keep it straight or out you go. Both of you. That's not friendly, Marshal. You've made one mistake trying to bribe me. You make another and you're through and dodge. One of those hard-nosed marshals, huh? You'll find out soon enough, mister. Good day, gentlemen. You handled him great, Corder. Just great. No, don't be a fool. He's no better than anybody else. And I got an idea we can persuade him yet. Chester. Yes, sir? How's the prisoner? Oh, he's all right, Mr. Dillon. Just sleeping off his drunk. Well, it's late. I think I'll get out of here and go to bed. Don't forget to put the lamp out before you leave the office, Chester. No, sir, I won't. Get out! You see anybody? You want a rifle? No. Stay where you are. All right, you can crawl over now and put that lamp out, huh? But stay low. Yes, sir. Well, he's through. Ain't we going after him, Mr. Dillon? Now, he had a rifle, Chester, and he was in the alley just across the street. That's mighty poor shooting if he wanted to hit me. What do you mean? I think he was trying to scare me. Show me how they treat the law where he comes from. Oh, them two gamblers, huh? Yeah, maybe. But I can't be sure. And I'm going to take a rifle and go out the back way. I'll see you tomorrow, Chester. Yes, sir. Good evening, Kitty. Sit down. Ah, thanks. Ah, it's crowded in here tonight. I'll get you a drink. No, no, not now, huh? Chester was in earlier. He told me about you getting shot at last night. Well, I didn't get hit anyway. But you might have, especially a man with a rifle. <laughs> well, Kitty, I'll admit I don't like the idea of being ambushed. I prefer to do my fighting in the open. Oh, Matt... Why do you have to fight at all? Why can't you live like other men? Somebody has to enforce the law, Kitty. Sure. Forget it, Matt. Any idea who was after you last night? Well, might have been one of those two men watching us from the bar over there. Maybe both of them. Oh? They look like gamblers to me. Yeah, they are. The one who's headed this way calls himself Ben Corder. If it's going to be trouble... No, there won't be. Just sit still. Evening, Marshal. Hello. Ah, the right pretty girl. Say what you have to say, Quarter. 
Sure do make it hard to be friends, Marshal. I just wanted to say that I heard you got shot at last night. So? Well, I'm sorry it happened, that's all. I sure don't envy a man who has to be a marshal. It's mighty dangerous. And besides, it usually don't pay very good. What do you think I ought to do about it, Corder? Quit? Oh, that isn't necessary, Marshal. Why, if you were smart, you could stay right here and make more money and take less chances, too. I, uh... I didn't know for sure it was you, Corder. But I know it now. What do you mean? There's a stage out of Dodge in half an hour. You and Duggan are going to be on it. Oh, no. We're opening our new game across the street tonight. I'll take your gun, Corder. Now, wait a minute, Marshal. You can't do that. Yes, I can do oh, it. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> All right, Duggan. I want your gun next. Uh, sure, Marshal. Sure. Turn around, put your hands on the bar. All right, now go pick up your partner. You're riding the stage north tonight. Now get going, Duggan, and don't ever come back, either one of you. They got on the stage, all right. I was there to see them do it. And just before it pulled out, I unloaded their guns and tossed them into the floor inside. And then they left, and I forgot about them. I figured these two, like so many others I'd run out of Dodge, would keep going and make their trouble somewhere else. But a couple of weeks later, I found out I'd figured wrong. I was walking up Front Street one evening with Doc... That uh, Humboldt woman was in to see me again today, Matt. <laughs> well, you're usually complaining about a shortage of patients, Doc. I know, but this woman's not a patient. She's a suicide. Uh, Doc, that might be said of anybody who comes to you. Eh? Uh, oh, no, I'm going to remember that, <laughs> ain't it? Uh, Mr. Dillon? Oh, hello, Doc. Oh, hello, Chester. Say, they're right inside the Alphaganza there, Mr. Dillon. I just saw them. Oh? Who'd you see, Chester? Them gamblers, Carter and Duggan, and they got somebody else with them, some stranger. Well, now. I'll see you later, Doc. Uh, sure, Matt. Yes. Yeah, they are, right down at the end of the bar there. All three of them. Well, I'll be... Here he is. Here he is, Toke. This is him. Well, we're back, Marshal. And we brought a man with us to sort of look after our interests. You won't buffalo him so easy. Hello, Toke. You really Marshal here? Yeah. Why didn't they tell you? I didn't mention no names. What are you two talking about? What is this? Toke Marlin and I are old friends, Corder. We worked and rode a long time together. We went through quite a lot, didn't we, Toke? Too much. Remember? Yeah, I remember. You've uh, sold your gun to these two. Is that right? That's right. So you're here to kill me? Yeah. I'm here to kill you. It 
was a bad feeling to meet Tokmorlin again after some 15 years and to have him standing at the bar of the Alafraganza hired by a couple of crooked gamblers to kill me. Tok and I had run horses together over in New Mexico until the night we rode into Silver City and got taken by a drunken mob and beaten half to death. It didn't matter who they were after or why. The next day, when they found out that we weren't the men they wanted, it was too late. Something had gone wrong inside Toke. And as soon as he was able, he rode off without a word. I never saw him again. Until now. How long you been a marshal? Long time, Toke. I never figured lawmen for much. I, uh, want to talk to you, Toke. Come on over to the table. Oh, no, you don't, Marshal. Shut up, Porter. Come on, Toke. Sit down. Is, uh, this your profession now? Shooting people? Oh, I gamble a little. Why do you do it, Toke? I don't like people much. Not after what happened in Silver City. You recovered from that beating? We both did. We were young. That was a long time ago. Maybe my memory is better than yours. No. No, that isn't it. We both changed after that, Toke. <laughs> we sure did. But we changed in different ways. You hate everybody. I just hate mobs. I guess that's one reason I became a lawman. There was a lawman helping them that night in Silver City. He was the sheriff. There are good sheriffs and bad. Like marshals. I suppose. It's kind of too bad you're a marshal, man. You're going to go through with this anyway, is that it? I never back off from a fight. What if I won't fight you? You don't have to. I get paid anyway. But you'll have to leave Dodge. Do you think I'll do that? No. But I'll give you 24 hours to think it over anyway. All right. That gives you 24 hours, too. I don't change. Talk's nothing to me. But money is, huh? It adds to the pleasure. You'd, uh, enjoy shooting me? You ain't Matt Dillon. You're a U.S. Marshal. No, talk, talk, you're stupid. You don't think. Maybe, but I'm a pretty good gunman. Yeah, sure. Matt, you can let Corder and Duggan run their game here. Or you can quit. It's a crooked game. There'd be fights. Men would die. No, I got a job, too, Took. 24 hours, Marshal. Okay. 24 hours. Hello, Mac. Yes, Tim. Hello, Doc. Doc. You're looking mighty glum today, Matt. Am I? You should be. Why? Well, I've been over to the Dodge house. Mr. Risling's down with the gout again. And there's a lot of talk, Matt. I know you must have your reasons, but people are sure wondering what those two gamblers are doing back in town again. Well, that'll all be settled tonight, Doc. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Don't go to bed early, huh? We might need you. Yeah? A fight, man? Why, you didn't have any trouble with them before. Why, you... Oh, that other fella they brought with him. Yeah, that one. Ain't there no way at all to stop him, Mr. Dillon? I've been trying to think, Chester. 
If there's anything in this world I hate, it's a paid gunman. I got no use for a man that can be bought for money. Money's important to Tok, but I don't see how... You know where Tok is now? Well, he was in the Texas Trail a little while ago. Good. I'll be back later. Marshal Dillon. Sit down, Marshal. You know Miss Kitty here. Hello, Matt. Kitty. We've been talking about you and me and Kitty. Been talking about me, too. Well, then I'm not interrupting because I'd like to talk about you. Go right ahead, but don't stay too long. She's an awful pretty girl, Matt. Maybe I better leave. No, no. You stay right where you are. Anything the Marshal's got to say, we can all hear. You leave, I'll leave. It's up to you, Matt. It's all right, Kitty. Stay. Stoke, what are they paying you to get rid of me? $700. What if I give you $700? What, you shoot them? You don't care who you kill, do you? Don't matter much. No. All right, I'll give you $700 to clear out of here and forget this whole business. You have changed, Matt. You sure never were a coward in the old days. Is that what you think? Well, so does Kitty, don't you, Kitty? Don't tell me what I think, <laughs> She's full of fire, Matt. She deserves a real man. No, uh. oh, I think I'll get my money from Quarter and Duggan. I don't want to leave Dodge. Not till Kitty and me get a little better acquainted anyway. Now I am leaving. You're no good, Toke. You're really no good at all anymore. Wait till 8 o'clock, Marshal. We'll see about it then. Sure. for you. It was Tope Moreland. He just shot a man at the Monty table back there. But the other fella drawed first. Okay, Chester. Keep an eye on Quarter and Duggan. Yes, sir. Tope! Evening, Marshal. You got here just in time. Did you kill that man, Tope? I killed him. Why? He objected to the deal, tried to pull a gun. It was self-defense, but that don't matter none. A crooked deal always leads to killing. That's why I'm running your friends out of Dodge. You ain't running us out of Dodge, Marshal. Go on, Toke, show him. I told you once, Quarter, I'll run this play. Keep out of it. Well, sure, Toke, sure. I didn't mean nothing. Shut up! I guess you ain't a coward after all, Matt. Now get out of Dodge. Take them with you. No. I'm going to try to kill me another lawman first. Okay, Tok. So long. So long, Marshal. <laughs> oh! 
I'm hurt, Matt. Bad. Yeah. You hit me both times. I had to, Tuck. Too late to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's too late. By heaven, I... I wish I had last week back again, Matt. Here it is. Corder. Duggan. Get out of here. Any way you can, but fast. Oh, sure, sure. And if you come back with another gunman. I won't wait to shoot him. Now get away from me. Direction of Norman MacDonald stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were John Daner, Harry Bartell, and Lawrence Dobkin. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Ken Peters speaking. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, meets two brothers who want to stop his fight to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. This is the CBS Radio Network. Well, there you have it. That was Gunsmoke, and the name of that episode was How to Kill a Friend. It was first broadcast on CBS October the 3rd back in 1953, and that was a John Meston script. So this was early in the run of Gunsmoke, 1953, and uh, Meston had obviously taken over the writing by this time. And he he had so many unique things to look for in his uh, in his scripts. One of them, oftentimes, is a very dramatic death scene. Well, we'll put Gunsmoke back in the vault. You you can always hear an episode of Gunsmoke on our archive show on the weekend, and you can frequently hear them here on Thursdays because every Thursday. We play really a great old-time Western. Well, folks, that's going to kick things in the head for today and for this week. We're so glad that you came along and spent some time with us. We'll be back on the weekend with our archive show. 
And next week, we'll be back on Monday with a comedy, on Tuesday with a drama, on Wednesday with a uh, mystery or a detective uh, show, and on Thursday with another Western. Going out tonight, we lost a real legend of country music uh, this week to COVID. Really sad. Charlie Pride died. He was in his 80s. But he was really important to country music back in the 60s and early 70s. Uh, It was making a transition from the more mountain music to more of a contemporary sound. And Charlie Pride was a big part of that. And I just found him so entertaining and loved his music. And it's really sad that uh, COVID uh, took him, but it did. And so I thought tonight, uh, as a little tribute, we'd go out with three of my favorite Charlie Pride tunes, and I hope they're three of yours, too. All right, everybody, this is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I'm so glad you met me. to be this way I've always got a smiling face anytime in any place and every time they ask me why I just smile and say you've got to kiss an angel good morning and let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Well, people may try to guess The secret of a happiness But some of them never learn It's a simple thing The secret I'm speaking of is a woman and a man in love And the answer is in this song That I always sing You've got to Kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Rain Dripping off the brim of my hat Sure is cold today Here I am walking down 66 
wish she hadn't done me that way Sleeping under a table in a roadside park A man could wake up dead But it sure seems warmer than it did Sleeping in our king-sized bed Is anybody going to San Antonio or Phoenix, Arizona? Any place is all right as long as I can forget I've ever known her. When whipping down the neck of my shirt like I ain't got nothing on But I'd rather fight the wind and rain Than what I've been fighting at home Yonder comes a truck with the U.S. mail People writing letters back home Tomorrow she'll probably want me back But I'll still be just as gone is anybody going to San Antonio or Phoenix, Arizona? Any place is all right as long as I can forget I've ever known her. Sit in your shade 
relive the memory Tom Sawyer and Puckleberry Finn Roll on Mississippi You make me feel like a child again Roll on Mississippi Big River Road You're the childhood dream That I grew up on Roll on Mississippi Carry me home Now I can see I'm Roll on, roll on, Mississippi. Roll on, Mississippi. Roll on, Mississippi. So long, Charlie. You will be missed.